This is the Immigrant View with Ayo Oweduni. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast today, The Immigrant View with Ayo. My name is Ayo Oweduni, one and only. It's a great pleasure being here with you. Hope you're having a fantastic day. All right, I'm really excited about this podcast because uh, I've known this person. Uh, we went to university together. It's been almost two decades, you know, which just scares me. Like, holy crap, I, you're getting old. Uh, 17 years since uh, we've seen each other. But our we, we crossed paths again in a totally different country, which is pretty cool. Uh, so we both went to school in the U.S. And uh, here we are both in Canada having this conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about insurance. And, um, you know, as immigrants, there's always those questions around uh, what type of insurance should I have? I'm new. What should I be thinking about? What should I be looking into? So we're going to be talking about that together. She has uh, over 15 years um, of experience uh, in the insurance industry. So she's going to be giving you some really great perspectives on things that you should think about. So please join me to welcome Maxine Oh my gosh, I didn't ask you before the recorded. Maxine Boudou. Did I that's get it properly? Yeah, that's good enough. How are thank you, Maxine? You, I'm doing very well. And thank you for allowing me to speak about insurance today. You know, Maxine, before we before before we hit the record button, Maxine said, you know, this is the Ayo that I knew. I've been trying to get <laughs> rid of the playful Ayo for so long. I'm like, Ayo, you're 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 30, what am I, 37, 38? I don't even know. You're 38 now or whatever. Like it, it's time to get serious. But then when I see people like Maxine, they bring back the old Ayo. <laughs> Not ah. the old Ayo. Not entirely, I would say. <laughs> I've been trying to get serious in this life. I got kids now. I'm just joking. How are you? I'm doing very well. Um, so I thought about the question you posed on LinkedIn about a month ago, and it was it's very good. I, I applaud you for doing this because this is a, is a true topic that many of us don't think of. We're all, you know, especially when you're changing and you're moving to a different country, the first thing you think of is just where am I going to live? not right. insurance. And insurance truly is so important. And I'm not biased, especially when you have dependents to care for. Insurance is one of the main things that you think you should be thinking of when you land. Okay. So during this time, I will share with you four of the most important types of insurance for newcomers. Uh, full disclosure, yes, I am an insurance professional. However, I am not speaking from a financial advisor perspective. Mm -hmm. I encourage all of you to seek really good, solid financial advising when you have the time to do so. Um, and I am not speaking on behalf of any one company. This is just for, based on my experience in risk management and insur for insurance companies. This is what I've learned over the years. And I okay. believe it's very helpful. Okay. So okay. four types of insurance for newcomers. Number one, life insurance. Okay. Okay. If you have life insurance, <laughs> life insurance is quite a, very essential uh, for many reasons. Uh, you want to ensure that the folks that you leave behind will be provided for, will be supported in your absence. And so the rule of thumb is that your life insurance coverage should equal five to seven times your net income. 
Okay. And um, so when you seek a financial advisor, you want to come across as, you know, knowledgeable enough to choose the, the right insurance for yourself. There are two major types of insurance. There's term life and then there's whole life. Term life insurance is a death benefit only type of insurance. It's life insurance with an affordable premium, monthly premium. Typically, folks our age, Io, you mentioned you're 37. I'm around that age. I'm not going to say my age, but I'm around there too. (laughs) We, We young folks, I should say, we usually get term life insurance because it's affordable and it will cover you. And it will cover you to, to, to a point where when you build up enough wealth to be able to afford perhaps a whole life insurance type premium. Whole life insurance premiums are more on the expensive side. And I'll, I'm jumping the gun, but I'll get to that in a little while. But term life insurance is a very good life insurance to when you're starting out, to get when you're starting out. So you, you said something about with death benefit. What do you mean by that? When you pass a you know, in the unlikely event you pass before um, you you intend to do so, or not, you know what I mean, untimely <laughs> <laughs> death, um, okay. that, that benefit kicks in. So the term life covers you for 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years. It's a specific uh, period of time. Okay. Okay. And you pay for the premium for that specific period of time. So if you enter into a contract that only covers you for 20 years, it's not going after those 20 years are up, you don't receive any type of cash advance or cash back for the amount of money you paid in in premiums. It's just covering you for that period of time. And then thank you for doing business with us. That's it. Your life insurance is up. Even you're still alive. That's fine. If you pass away, that term life kicks in within that 20 20 year period. Mm. As long as you're covered, it'll kick in. So um, as you go through the other ones, I, you know, there are so many different, someone said to me yesterday, like, how do you have a show, you know, focused on the immigrant experience? There are so many different types of immigrants from so many different countries and so many different financial situations. And I was just like, well, we're just doing the best that we can, <laughs> you know, to, to, to do this. Uh, so, you know, there are the richer ones who uh, come in and economically buy it. And then there's, you know, um, like the refugees on the other end of the spectrum who are basically probably coming in with just the clothes on their back and and nothing, nothing else. Um, and probably just getting their first job or anything like that. So I'm also thinking um, us putting that into perspective uh, as we as we have the rest of the conversation. You know, I think the people on the, you know, the economic migrants uh, who are coming in, um, you know, um, they don't mind any of uh, that information. But for the refugees, about for those that just snuck through, you know, someone <laughs> like me, you know, they were locking the plane door and I snuck in, you know, that, that kind of um, category, uh, you, you know, it's a totally different story for them as well. But yeah, I just, I just thought to bring that up as, as we continue. Uh, absolutely. I can imagine and I can empathize. That's why I mentioned term life. So say you're entering the country with your children or a partner, mm-hmm. um, you're going to want and you and you have a job or you you're looking for employment and you've achieved the point employment and you've been working for that company for, say, two months. Okay. If they don't bring up life insurance to you, 
you you want to seek out life insurance for yourself just to ensure that your your beneficiaries or your dependents are okay when mm. during your passing. It's important. And it's, that's why I bring it up first. Term life is a very affordable option. Mm, okay. Full Sorry, life is is another option, but it's more expensive. It builds up cash value. And that's also an option for, for those that are newcomers as well. Okay. In the events, let me speak like a true Nigerian. God forbid, never. Jesus, take the wheel. But in the event that you, you're bringing out the old Io here, Maxine. Come on. That's okay. awesome. <laughs> in, in the event that you pass away untimely, yeah. does life insurance cover your funeral cost? Based on what I know, it can, but not always. Okay, because I, I know someone who, it was a shock for him. His father passed away. He's Canadian, and he was, he was. I was like, I thought you had life insurance. And he was like, um, well, I thought he had life insurance. And he said, yeah, but it didn't cover funeral costs. We had to pay out of pocket for that. Oh, that's and, so odd. I, I know you brought that up to me. Um, I've never heard of funeral insurance. However, when you speak to an advisor who's, who you will likely have to speak with to purchase insurance, that is something that you want to bring up, the coverage. Mm. What amount of coverage am I receiving for this? What are the death benefits? Is there a cash value to this type of insurance? Um, are there any di uh, dividends? And what are the disadvantages? Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. So I I'm sorry I interrupted. Uh, there were like three other you were going to go through. Oh, uh, other ones. Okay, so that's that's life insurance. Please, everyone, get life insurance as soon as possible. As soon as possible, it's very important, especially if you have dependents. The next type of insurance is crucial as well: disability insurance. This is mm -hmm. insurance that gives you the ability to continue to support yourself and your family in the event you become disabled. And mm -hmm. disabled could mean anything from mental illness, such as depression or you were playing at the park one day with your child and you sprained your ankle and you can't go to work for two weeks. Okay, <laughs> and that's two weeks worth of pay that you could be missing if you do not have disability insurance. It typically covers 60 to 85% of your income. There are different kinds of disability insurance coverages such as individual insurance plans that provide you with more coverage. And there also, there's also Canada has the government plan, such as uh, workers' comp or the Canadian pension plan, which we all pay into if we're, if we're working, we're paying into the Canada's pension plan. Mm. However, that's not going to cover, it may or may not cover um, a lot of the income that you would lose if you had to be home from work disabled. Mm. Mm. It's mm. important in the type of environment that we're forced to operate in today, like I mentioned, mental and physical stability, both of those things are so vulnerable for all of us. Hmm. So heaven forbid, you find yourself in a situation where you're unable to work for a short period of time, having this insurance at least will keep you financially whole as you focus on your healing. Hmm. So I strongly, strongly suggest that you ensure that you're at A, paying into Canada's pension plan upon your employment or be seeking some seeking a financial advisor who can direct you to a proper disability insurance plan. 
Okay. I think that's a good one. So I assumed organizations uh, provide that for people. Am I wrong on that? Not always. It's uh, not an automatic provision. The automatic provision is the, the fact that we do pay into Canada's pension plan. And I think that we're able, if something were to happen, God forbid, you're able to receive benefits through the Canada's pension plan after a month of contribution. So you would have to actually work and earn a month's uh, worth of pay in order to receive any type of benefit. But again, I don't imagine it being sizable enough to cover you during a disability right. period. Right. Interesting. Okay. So we have life insurance. We have disability. Yes. A few questions going back to the disability before I move on that okay. your listeners should consider when they're purchasing that type of insurance. And it's nominal. It's a nominal and premium amount that they can perhaps deduct from your account on a monthly basis. Mm. How much of your income will your employer sponsor disability plan replace? And if you're going to be caught short. So like I, are you saying, I thought your employer provides that if they do, how much are they really covering you for? Look into that you all, because they're taking money out of your paycheck for this. Um, are you, does it cover anything like illness as well as injury? Some do not cover like a mental health illness. Some do. Are you only covered for accidents on the job? That's workers' compensation. Okay, but are you protected just on the job or any incident happens outside of work? There are two types. So and is that all the 50-page documents that they give us when we, when we, <laughs> you know, we get hired and you have no idea what it means? Yeah. Are there people you can sit with that can help you interpret some of these things? I have a wonderful resource that I'll mention to you before I leave that okay. all your listeners, it's, it's very, it's, it's accessible and it's straight and to the point. All insurance companies abide by this resource. So if, mm. if they use this as a reference, they'll be able to understand what they're paying for out of their paychecks mm. every two weeks. So if well, you look, oh, I'm sorry. Ahead. No, the last question you want to ask is how does your plan define disability? So there are many definitions of disability as well. So, you know, um, also look into that also. Those are your four main questions. So if they give you a thick packet of documentation, look through, at least just look for the answers to those few questions. I like that. I like that. Thanks. Now, if if I find out that, you know, what what is being taken out of my salary is a lot more and I can just go get this by myself or through, you know, a, a, a third party or something. Are you allowed to do that and say, you know what, stop taking it out of my paycheck. I'm going to do this myself. Yes, you are. Yes, you okay. are. And that's another reason why I encourage your listeners to look into what's being taken out of your pay. A lot of it's optional. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks for this. These are things that I don't think about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, the third type of insurance, of course, is auto insurance. Now, you mentioned some newcomers, they may not have their own personal mode of transportation. But if you do, of course, you know that auto insurance is a must. It's a requirement, especially in all provinces in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, you have the insurance, the type of insurance, I believe it's called liability. You don't need, that's a cheap, that's a less expensive uh, type of insurance because it's just, it just covers the individual that may have gotten hurt or suffered a loss as a result of the car accident. So mm -hmm. if you rear-ended someone and you have liability insurance, at least you're covered. And I think that's the least amount of insurance that everyone must have. 
Okay. Typically, your car has to be paid for in full in order to be able to have this um, type of insurance alone. Okay. Comprehensive is the whole package. That's a little bit more expensive every month. And that's the type of insurance that covers you as well as the individual that was involved in the loss. Um, and that covers anything from, you know, physical damage or, you know, to the car or to the individual as well as yourself. Okay. The last one, but not least, renter's insurance. If you are renting, make sure you have this insurance. It covers personal property, liability, and additional costs. So when I say personal property, I mean the cost to repair or replace your belongings, such as anything like your clothing, furniture, electronics, they will make you whole. That's, and this type of insurance is very nominal. Um, it's less than $100, way, way less than $100 to cover your personal belongings in the event of any peril. So mm. if mm. part of the uh, unit that you live in caught on fire, heaven forbid, um, and your your microwave was destroyed, as well as your furniture and some of your towels, the insurance mm. company will come in and they will reimburse you for the cost of all of those things. This is very important, you all. Very, very important. I, out of all of these, they're, they're all important, but I would say renters and life insurance, crucial. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I think that's important. Um, I, I like that. I'm thinking through um, I'm thinking through uh, my time as a, as a renter. I don't re- recall any crazy incidents. Since I, I, my car was broken into once, but I guess that would be under auto and mm-hmm. auto claimed that it wasn't covered um, because it was, uh, I, I don't even remember the reason why they said it wasn't covered. Uh, so I had to pay for it myself or something. Maybe my premium wasn't enough or something or whatever, but mm-hmm. okay. All right. So the, the last one you called it renter insurance. Renter's insurance. Yes. And that also makes you whole and, and makes any repairs to the place where you're staying. So if you don't have the money to fix some damage to a countertop or a flooring, there, you can file a claim and the renter's insurance will kick in and cover that. Now you do have to pay, pay a deductible usually, um, somewhere around two, between two and $500. But if, it, the, if the loss is sizable enough, you may wanna take the route of, of submitting a claim because mm. some of these renters won't even let you leave unless you unless you give them the money for the damages that you've you know incurred while living there. Mm. And also, um, heaven forbid, uh, if you cannot live in the unit because it's so damaged, renter's insurance kicks in to keep you housed in a hotel or somewhere else without having to pay any type of deductible. Or mm. they might subtract a deductible from the hotel amount, but that's still nominal because if you have to be living out of a hotel for a month and a half, paying two hundred dollars doesn't seem like such a big deal, right? So you can have a right, ahead. right, right. Okay, that's beautiful. So we talked about life insurance. We talked about disability, um, auto, very crucial as well, and then also uh, the renters insurance. Those are the four main types. Now, organizations, they don't d- dive into auto and rental at all. Is it just uh, more the life and disability? Yes, you're right. You're okay. right. You have to seek that out yourself for renters and auto. 
Okay. Now, did you see a significant difference between the U.S. and Canada when you moved in terms of insurance and some of the rules and regulations and things like that? I did in her, for auto insurance. Auto insurance is very expensive here, to be honest. I noticed mm. the difference. It, it's tough. You know, in the U.S., your auto insurance, the premium goes down every year. Here, I find that the premium goes up every year. And the first year I lived here, I, was, I had to make a call. I was like, wait, 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 wait. What's going on? My insurance premium went up. What happened? Wow. And he's like, well, there's more people driving. And the way we calculate it is a lot different. And then that's why. I'm like, oh, this is no good. It was yeah. I just had to switch carriers. Hmm. I, I don't think we realized that we put up with so much in Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> monthly banking fees, and I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. What is this? What is this? That too. That too. Oh man, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But Maxine, thank you so much. This was wonderful, and uh, my encouragement for everyone is uh, please look into uh, these um, uh, different types of insurance that she's talked about. But before you go, Maxine, what are your thoughts on brokers? Uh, I know that was something that we tried out initially when we first arrived. You know, someone that was like, was able to source for different rates for us and provide that for us. Um, What are your thoughts around that? Pros, cons? Uh, You know, my initial, my gut instinct says, it depends on the type of insurance. If it's auto insurance, renter's insurance, do it yourself. You can call up various companies. We all know the names. Call them up, set aside two hours out of your day or even an hour and get rates on your own. Do it yourself. Mm. When you talk about life insurance and disability insurance, get with a company that's reputable. Canada, especially the Toronto area, we have a lot of really great insurance companies in this area. Uh, Seek one out and find a financial advisor who can meet your needs. Mm. Okay. Sounds good. You mentioned that there was a resource you wanted to share with us. Oh, yes. Yes. C-L-H-I-A dot C-A. That is Canada Life and Health Insurance Association. This guide will help you. It's a really great reference and it will help you understand better the life insurance uh, topics that we raised today and the different types of insurance and how Canada does it. It's, it's very bespoke and it's, it's a really great reference. All the insurance companies use them. So, so that's- C-L-H-I-A? Yes, dot C-A, okay. yes. Okay, wonderful. Maxine, it's been 17 years. We can't wait another 17 years to have another <laughs> conversation. Let's not do that. Let's oh, I know, that. I hope not. This is a wonderful opportunity and a, just a great experience. It's good to see you, Io. Same here. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. You're welcome.